This is Todd Adams. And this is Kathy Adams. Welcome to Zen Parenting Radio. We just changed what we we're going to talk about two seconds ago. <laughs> we had this big idea, and now we're completely changing it. Literally two minutes. Literally two minutes ago. <laughs> All right. So this is um, in the last few weeks. I've had two out of my three kids have a total complete meltdown. Yes. Can you parents relate to that? Nobody can. Nobody else has that issue. If you are a parent, then you know exactly what I'm talking oh, about. Okay. And when I say meltdown, I mean just a complete loss of control. Yes. And um, I feel like we have something that we can offer to our audience as far yeah. as how to deal with this. Well, I think part of it is the fact that the f- they lost control or that they lose control that we think it's actually an okay thing to do. Mm-hmm. And because, and we'll get into the story more, but losing control to me, I'd like to change the language and say it's just where they let go right? and let it all go. Yeah. And it's how we perceive their, their, their outburst or their release. Right. And the semantics make a difference because losing control is where we'd feel like we need to then help them gain control or that we get really anxious or uncomfortable with, with them you know, being so open about their feelings, but really they're doing exactly what they need to do. And, um, I wrote an article about this for Chicago parent, Chicago parent. And that was part of the reason we changed this idea. Cause we started talking about what I wrote. Emotional throw ups. That's, that's what I like to call <laughs> it. <in my> <laughs> Emotional vomit, emotional, emotional throw up. Yeah. And how, how wise our bodies are, or actually children's bodies. Yeah. Because I don't think adults listen to their emotional needs anymore and that they don't let it out they push it all down and as we as adults uh, perceive when our kids have these emotional throw-ups that it's something that needs to be fixed or something's wrong with our kid or we need to control it or we need to stop it or we need to punish them which is really not good so let me set the stage okay um which which story we can talk about cameron's okay um cameron we were eating lunch at this nice restaurant and her pants got wet well, explain why. I don't even know why. I do. You guys went in the ocean. We were in Florida. Okay. Okay. Whatever. She went in the ocean. Her pants got wet. That's what happens when you go in the ocean. Your pants get wet. <laughs> and she has never been a kid who likes uh, her she, clothes yeah. getting wet. I what put is, lotion on her and she freaks because it sticks to her clothes. What is, is there a term? I don't like tags on the back of my shirt. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't like tags on the back of her shirt. What's the word for that? You just that? have a little more sensitivity. Yeah. I don't want to define it with a label and say you no, have sensory label. integration like issues. Label. I don't like the labels because in some kids have have mm-hmm. more serious sensory integration issues and the label is good because then the parents can understand what's going on mm-hmm. but i think sometimes kids are just more sensitive mm-hmm. in certain ways and that it's okay and it doesn't necessitate a diagnosis necessarily so cameron's uh, pants get wet in the ocean and she comes in and she starts kind of crying mm-hmm. now, it wasn't really bad in the beginning but it progressively started getting worse and you know you are usually the one that takes care of these things but for some reason i decided to have the strength and the courage to, do, to deal with this. i wasn't out there um i don't think i was out there either she came in and got oh, sad oh okay so anyways so she starts crying and i realized okay i'm not going to fix her now mm-hmm. um i need to remove her from this because there's 12 of us right and the last thing i want to do is have a crying kid in the middle of a restaurant right so i picked her up and I sat with her um, on the outside patio yeah. where nobody was. Right. And I remember saying to myself, um, I'm so glad that I am an experienced father. I have um, an eight-year-old daughter, and we've been doing this a long time. If you right. add up the amount of parenting years we have, we have eight with JC, seven with Cameron, and four with Skylar. Is it fair to add those all up? Yeah. Because we have, we have they, there's a years. lot of overlap. No, there's no overlap. <laughs> we have 19 years. So, so, so first of all, the the thing so 
Cameron was melting down. Right. That's the best way I can describe it. And like it. you said, she's getting progressively worse. She's just crying and just sad. And my pants are wet. My pants are wet. And um, maybe six years ago, I would have tried to say, why? maybe last week. It's Who just, knows? You're just wet. No you're big just deal. wet. No big deal. You know, and... Um, or let's go get another pair of pants from the diaper bag or whatever. Right. I would have came up with all these solutions. And for whatever reason, maybe it was because I was on vacation, I just was completely at ease with her irrational reaction to her pants getting wet. Because the thing is, I don't, this was not, the the her pants getting wet did not necessitate her reaction to it to so, us so this was not about her pants getting wet this was oh. a build-up okay. of many different things maybe traveling on the airplane not or being in her house not being in her house it could have been one of many many different sensory things. over or stimulation because yeah. i there would have been a part of me at some point to say um this is ridiculous why are you getting so sad about something so stupid mm -hmm. and i realized that this has nothing to do with her she needed to release mm -hmm. and all i did was i put her on my lap and she's just bawling and crying and this lasted maybe 10 11 12 minutes which is a long time when your kid's crying and i she's like my pants are wet and i said i know and like what are we going to do and and the nice thing is is that it's kind of good that her pants got wet because yes. she obviously needed to release she needed and to she release. needed an instigator. Mm -hmm. She needed to be instigated. Is that the right word? Is sure. that a good word? Right. She needed to be provoked. Right. That's a better word. To um to have this meltdown and the, and that was a perfect opportunity for her to let it all go. And if it wasn't the pants getting wet, it would have, it would been, have been something, something else. else an hour later. Mm -hmm. So. Maybe it was because I was on vacation and I wasn't busy, but I completely just decided that I was going to let her cry for as long as as long as she wanted, and I was just going to rub her back. And how did it? How did it? After ten or eleven minutes, she just slowly um, stopped. Mm -hmm. I mean, it took a while. It's like it was a bell curve. Like it started with very little, small, got went big. to some craziness, and then slowly tapered out. And then afterwards, she felt so much better. And how could you tell she felt better? She said, she's like, I feel so much better. Oh, that's awesome. And um, she got it all out. And So wouldn't you, isn't emotional throw up a great word for that? It is. She's and that's just like, bleh. That's exactly what she did. And um, I'm just grateful that I was in a, like if, if I would have been in a position where I had to do something in that moment, I don't know if I would have handled it as well. It just so happened that in that moment, I just, and she kept on saying, she, she wanted me to fix it. I'm like, you know. Cameron, there's nothing I can do, but... Or she just wanted to keep saying it to you, yeah. and she needed you to validate her. Right. I think oh, sometimes yeah. we think our kids want us to fix it, but really they're just saying, this is bothering me. And because of their, you know, they have a lot of words by the time they're Cameron's age, seven years old, but she may say, my pants are wet, do something, do something. But really she's just letting go of her feelings. Right. And we don't have to necessarily fix it. Right. You know, we don't, we don't, we just say, I hear you. Mm -hmm. I hear you. I validate, or you don't say I validate, but mm -hmm. you say, I hear what you're saying. I understand. Yes, they are wet. You know, you just, you're kind of mirroring back what they're saying. Well, and it's funny, the energy we bring to that situation is so critical because I've been on the other side of that when I remember one time JC was little and she was melting down and I needed to go somewhere and I literally pushed her into her car seat mm. in a very firm way and it was probably the closest i came to losing it on my kid mm. like i didn't hit her or anything but i just kind of put her in you there. were more forceful than you've ever been i was much more forceful than i've ever been and i i, I yelled and i rarely ever yell at these That's kids true. and i yelled 
and it was I was as big of a contributor to her meltdown, meltdown as she was mm -hmm. and I needed we as parents in my opinion need to take responsibility for what's happening it's not all happening to us we are a um, we play a role in this situation. Of course, the kids and, feel our energy too. And, and the and the question we have to ask ourselves is, what role are we going to play? Are we going to play the calm, sensitive role, or are we going to meet that chaos with some more chaos and get frustrated and mad and start yelling? I was at, I was in the parking lot of the department store the other day, and this dad is just screaming at his kid, getting him in the car seat, and saying, "Don't you dare yell!" Yeah. while yelling at them, <laughs> and it just—it's just so crazy. Well, and you know, I actually I did a I had a presentation this morning, and some we were talking about that, and some uh, one of the moms said, "But when this is going on, I am so upset. I I have difficulty not I have difficulty becoming calm, mm -hmm. and so I think like step one before saying, "Am I going to bring calm to this situation? Or am I going to bring chaos?" You have to find some tools to help yourself calm down. You have to take responsibility for figuring out what you can do. Mm -hmm. If it's taking a deep breath, one mom said this morning at the presentation, she sometimes has to ignore her kid for a little bit, like yeah. walk away, chill out, ignore. And she's like, isn't that awful that I do that? I'm like, no, no, absolutely that's, not. That's self-love. and when Self-love and preservation for the relationship because she's not going to just go at the situation and yell at her child. She's going to ignore and walk away. Well, and I remember when our kids were still in cribs, there would be moments where I could not deal with this anymore. Yeah. And I would put them in their crib, close the door, and walk away. And I wouldn't do that a lot, but I would do that when I needed, when I knew I was not helping the situation. I would let them get as upset as they wanted in the crib. Yeah, and just walk away and take some breaths. And yeah, that time is so hard. Whatever works for you. You know, I actually have a story that's very similar, and we also have a new segment called our favorite thing or things or our least favorite things. Let's do favorite. Let's I, not focus on. But the you're going to talk about that one movie. Oh, or our, yeah, you're right. But let's just call the segment our favorite things. Okay. Just to keep it. Even on. though it might be our least favorite things. <laughs> let's call it our favorite things. But before we do that, um, we want to talk about our new sponsor. Yes. Uh, Cairo Tree, Tree of Life, Chiropractic Center. Tree of Life, Chiropractic Center, Dr. Kelly. Dr. Kelly. And um, you had an idea of what we were going to talk about as far as Tree of Life is oh, how, how you, your friends. Well, I was going to talk about the fact that, you know, um, a lot of people I know have, when I talk to them about chiropractic, they say, they share with me that they've had one experience with a chiropractor either like 10 years ago, 20 years ago, five years ago. One, ex one experience, it didn't work out for them because they didn't like the bedside manner of the chiropractor. They didn't like the office or maybe they got adjusted and had, and had never felt that before and they didn't like it and they said, no, it's not for me. It's a, it's bad. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm never going to do it again. Right. And I think that for as much as I validate that maybe that experience was challenging, just like any other professional that you're working with, just like your medical doctor, you know, general practitioner, a dentist, a therapist, you have to find someone that you feel connected with and that someone that you trust and you, you believe in what kind of care they're trying to give you, which is part of the reason that you and I love Dr. Kelly as much as we do. Cause I, as we discussed last week, I've gone to a lot of chiropractors in my life and I've gone to two. You've gone to two, which is not a lot, but you've at least seen some difference. I've seen the dark side and now I've seen the light. <laughs> I've seen the light with Dr. Kelly. 
But I, one thing that I love is not only is she fantastic with me and she's good at talking me through, you know, what's going on with me and, and what we're going to do to work on it and what I can do, what she can do. She's very holistic minded. So I love the, the way she communicates and she focuses on more than chiropractic. She talks about nutrition and that kind of thing. Wellness. Wellness, overall wellness. But she also is just so great with kids. Yes. And so her, the way that she works with children, she, t- she speaks to them in a language that they can understand. She has two young kids too. So she's right there with you. And, um, and the kids feel comfortable. My kids love it. I yeah. think they're addicted to getting adjusted because yes. they just jump right up on the table. They jump right up there. That's true. So I just wanted to, you know, as far as being partnering with Tree of Life, if you live in Elmhurst or the Western suburbs or even Chicago for that matter, and you haven't had a good experience, but you really are open-minded to having some other kind of wellness program, we really recommend Tree of Life. And what is the um, website? Uh, the website is chirotree.com. I think that's it. I got it right here. And it's uh, 551 Spring Road for those of you who are in um, Elmhurst. It's right down the street from Elmhurst Yoga Shala and um, right by this cute little boutique that just opened up. And the phone number is 630-941-8733. And if you don't live in the Chicagoland area, chiropractic uh, wellness is something that we obviously believe in. So um, Check it out in your community. Yeah. If you, you know, we got a lot of friends who have kids and they're always in the at the doctor's office and all sick, that. And they're always on medicine. Yeah, and then they're taking pills. Yeah. And there is a place for pills in this world, but if you can avoid them through other means, well, that's what we're all about. Yeah, just it, it's great to have pills, but it's not great if pills you're taking Pills are good. <laughs> that's from Dumb and Dumber, one of the best movies of all time. So many lines from that movie. But anyway, so that is our Tree of Life conclusion. Yes. And um, I wanted to share the, a similar emotional vomit story that i had with skylar actually it was between you and I, you and i were both there it would be great if we had a sound effect a throw-up sound effect. i know we're working on it so every time we said emotional vomit there was a sound i am the sound (laughs) (laughs) so um so the other day yeah you and i were sitting in the kitchen it was the other morning and um, Skylar sat down for breakfast, and she was a little grumpy, crabby, and she wanted me to push her chair in, and she wanted me to make her a waffle, and she wanted me to clean up her hands, and she wanted me to do 10 other things. All and within all a 30-second yes. span. And I was a little frustrated, and I mentioned that her tone wasn't very kind and that I was doing the best I could to get everybody's breakfast. I mean, I was feeling pretty frustrated. And, you know, so she kept going back and forth. And I could tell she was getting all worked up about it. And so that was making me feel worked up. Like, well, we just woke up. I'm mm-hmm. having that those feelings. And then all of a sudden she said, you were sitting right next to her on the bar stool. She said, I just can't get it out. Yeah, we, she, she was kind of mumbling through her tears and we couldn't understand we could, what she was saying. We're like, what, what, what? She goes, I just can't get it out. Right. And then I said, what can't you get out, honey? And she said, my sads. Mm-hmm. And Aww. that's language that we use. We use that. House. And, we, you know, do you, get, are your, you, sads get your sads out. Are you feeling your sads? And all of a sudden I said, oh. And she just started. I said, go ahead. Just get them out. And she turned to, to you, to yeah. Todd. And um, you sat on your lap and just cried. Cried. And then uh, she started to slow down, so I put her back in the chair, hoping but, all was well. But wait, don't ju- don't jump there yet, because you guys ended up... Oh, yeah, okay, I know where you're going. So, so <laughs> I sat her back down, thinking everything was good, and she said... I, I'm not done. They're not done. They're not done. So then I took her from one room, and put her on the living room couch with me, 
and she bawled. My God, she bawled. And it was about, you know, nothing. It was about blueberries. But it wasn't even about blueberries. I know. And that's the thing. And again, I know this is, I know you know this. This right. is your point. But the thing is, she had just woken up. Right. Nothing had happened. Right. And so the thing is, we can say it was about blueberries. What was the provoking mm-hmm. thing that made it happen? But really, she it could have been a bad dream. It mm-hmm. could have been something that happened yesterday. It could have been that happened something happened two weeks ago. Like recently, she's been telling us things that happened two weeks ago. Yeah. She's been like, um, two weeks ago, or she yeah. doesn't even say two weeks, she'll be like remember when i was over at so-and-so's house you didn't pick me up in time yeah, her memory and we're like, is... that happened two weeks ago yeah. but it's a beautiful thing that she can share that with us yeah. and we still validate it right. we don't say well that was long ago mm-hmm. we'll say oh okay now we know right. but in this situation she nothing had happened but right. that doesn't matter right. and i think that's what we have to what we want to share on this show is don't get into the why and how can i make this not happen again and i need to know exactly what happened and what's your problem Know that kids know what to do right. when they are feeling discomfort in their bodies from built up emotion over, they probably had a bunch of disappointment, things that happened, whatever. And they know that their body is ready to release just like physical vomit. Right. Wait, you gotta do it. There you go. <laughs> they know that they need to have an emotional vomit. <laughs> and so they, they do that. And then they feel so much better. But our par- our parental ego wants to know why and how to fix it. So what I to will stop s- it. What I will say is, there's most of the time you don't even need to figure out why, and most of the time you don't need. Doesn't to, matter. It doesn't matter. But if you are going to figure out why, don't try to figure it out while the kid is crying. <laughs> totally. Because I've done that. I said, "Why are you crying?" They don't know. They if, don't know. Even if they do know, they're not going to tell you. Let them cry. Let them get right. it out. If you can t- completely detach from the situation then go ahead. But if you have to find out what's happening, then find out after they're feeling better. Exactly. After they're done releasing it. Right. And, and the key to this is kind of like what, uh, what Todd was saying earlier about you have to decide what you're going to bring to it. It We have to... It's such a important thing for our children to be able to release and for us to be able to tolerate it. Mm-hmm. And for us to not just tolerate it, but validate it mm-hmm. and be present for it and not get all worked up about this is too uncomfortable for me. A lot of times the reason parents shut down their children's emotional you know, responses like this is because it's so uncomfortable for the parent. They're, you know, They don't like to feel that and sit in that and hear that, so they want it to stop. So it's not really about, oh, I want the kid to stop. It's you're making me uncomfortable. Right. So we have to figure out a way to be present for it. And if we can, it is one of the most sacred spaces that you can be in with your child mm-hmm. because you are honoring what they're releasing. You are allowing them to be who they are, even when it's not the, always the pretty sides. Mm-hmm. You know, like we've, there are sides of us that are very real that we pretend that we don't have. Right. You know, and, and if we can be there and be present and love them, even when it's a little uncomfortable, right. that is so sacred. And that is what builds safety, mm-hmm. that, that feeling of safety in the child. That's what builds trust. And that's what builds your relationship with this child. Other things do too, going to the ballpark, doing all that kind of stuff, right. you know, that does too. But this is a sacred way to build relationship. Well, and what I was going to say is I... Um... What was I going to say? I was going to say that I um, pictured a story that would happen, say, 10 years. You know, so what I'm saying is... um, What are you saying? What I'm saying is don't mess with the kids while they're melting down. Okay. Okay? So um, I'm fast-forwarding our lives 10 years from now. So here's my fast-forward music. One of our kids comes home drunk. Mm. They're 17 or 18 or Mm -hmm. whatever they're... It's like us trying to talk to them 
while they're drunk. Right. And giving all this guidance and everything else. When they're completely, when they're not, completely even not present. There, right. That's what's happening now Good point. with these guys. I like the so but you're not saying our children are drunk. No. You're just saying that they're emotional they're not uh, available. They're, feel- they're not available. Their feelings are so high and right. heightened right. that they can't hear you. Right. So our, the best thing that we can do is allow them to let it go. Yes. And sometimes, like you and I have said in both of these situations, it's gone on for 10 minutes. Yeah. And we don't look at our watch and mm-hmm. say, now Now I know what some parents are going to say. They're going to say, well, sometimes this happens and I got to go to work. Or sometimes this happens and I, I got to get my kid in school. Right. Okay. And so that is the case sometimes. And maybe you can't, maybe there are are times when you have to say, you know what, I hear you, you know, I know, whatever, we'll talk about this when you get home. But for right now. But for right now, we have to move forward. But I would like, I would hope that would be a small percentage Mm -hmm. of of what we do. Well, and even if it's uh, not as big of a percentage, I just have a hope that there, when you do have that opportunity, when you're not up against uh, a school, A a school bell. Right. Then or an uh, an engagement with a coworker or whatever. Right. When you're not up against a wall, because I think a lot of parents, because they get frustrated, it, they can care less if they have to be anywhere. They're just going to keep on fighting fighting it while it's happening. Right. Exactly. And so the and because they they think that means something's wrong with their kid. Yeah. And so my question for you is, I know what the answer to this is or what I think it is. Do adults need to have emotional vomits? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And that's actually, um, we, this isn't, you know, a lot of people make fun because I say we can learn from our children. And a lot of parents say, well, we're the parents. Right. They, they learn from us. Like you said earlier in the show, these kids know exactly what they need to do for their overall wellness. Right. And if we could take a. They um, listen to their bodies. Yeah. And if we could take a clue from that, because, you know, I think grownups are the cornerstone of suppressing emotions oh my god they, well they, they they we do it all the time yeah i mean actually i'm saying we but i'm not very good at suppressing my emotions no you're actually <laughs> very good at releasing emotions whereas i'm not oh my gosh we were at a movie this week and oh. Oh, yeah. we were watching the previews yeah and it was about that 9-11 with sandra bullock and tom hanks uh, what is it called really loud and, and extremely close or vice versa extremely loud and you incredibly close. lost it you know, it was like 20 seconds into a preview <laughs> and you were like bawling. I know. It, and it's a powerful hard. story and everything yeah. else. But that's kind of how we, at, to this point, balance each other out because you release emotion and I just kind of lock mine up with a... Well, and you say that and we kind of make fun of that, but you really don't. You let it out in other ways and we do talk through things and you do own up to feelings. The thing that, we've talked about this on the show, the thing that you just have difficulty doing is crying, which right. is a really wonderful way to be able to release emotion. Right. I mean, it is like just a you know slam dunk as far as getting rid of anger, frustration, sadness. It, it just gets it all out. It's like a big... It's a cleanse. It's a letting down. It's a cleanse. It's like a complete body cleanse. It right. feels so good. And that's the piece that you... You let your emotions go, but you, you do. You have to do it in different ways, and you know, one day it'll be different. But going back to um, adults emotionally vomiting, right. is that if we could do that more often, there would be so much less less challenges. We wouldn't have as much road rage mm-hmm. because what we do is we'll say, oh, that didn't make me sad. That didn't make me mad. And really it did. And then we push that emotion down. And then all of a sudden some guy will come home and beat up his wife. Exactly. Or yell at your child when they did nothing wrong or go out in your car and, and swear at everybody. Or you know what I see all the time now? Mean Facebook postings. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, people are now starting to take it out on their Facebook post or their Twitter feed right. or whatever they're called. I can't. But you know what I mean? Like, right. And I'm like, really? Right. I mean, you know, starting to, you know, F this or mm-hmm. be that. And, it, and you know, it, and I understand that frustration and, and sadness are normal things. But to but you're putting it on everybody else instead of releasing it, letting it go, and then moving forward. Well, and I hadn't thought about this, but there is an awesome show that precedes us called Parenting Unplugged. Yes, we love Parenting Unplugged. But Tom on, and Laura. on last week's show, they have something that they just came up with called an angry jar or something like that. And oh. Every time you lose your anger, you got to put a buck in the... Lose your anger or get angry? Or, oh, yeah. <laughs> get angry. <laughs> I lost lose my anger. anger. Where did it Does go? Does anybody know where it is? Every time they... And maybe they called it the temper jar or whatever. But I'm, I'm going to challenge Todd because I talk to him all the time because we work together. And I wonder if that's counterproductive. It's mm-hmm. good to be able to get angry. Mm-hmm. And well, and, and I didn't listen to that show, but obviously, you know, Laura and I think very much alike, and I think that they would never do anything I think that this would be is counterproductive. The geni- I think this is the genesis of a big fight between us <laughs> and Parenting Unplugged, saying, that's not the way you do it. This is the way you do it. So listen that. to last week's Parenting Unplugged and uh, hear about the anger jar. Yeah, and maybe we'll, we'll talk about it via Facebook yeah. uh, to Todd and Laura That's about right. whatever they discuss because I didn't just, I don't know what it is. But anyway, just re, you know, coming back to this, um, uh, as adults, we should learn from our kids. Yes. Our kids know how to get their emotions out. We need to allow them to do that when they do it. It, it also is good for physical health, mm-hmm. by the way, because yeah. we all know that stress and you know feeling carrying those feelings around of guilt or rage or whatever it it affects our heart. It affects our blood pressure. It affects our stomach. And if we can get rid of that, then even our physical health is better. So this is more than just mental health. Do you know another way of getting rid of stress? Let me hear it. Going to see Dr. Kelly. At the chiropractic center. That's right. You know another way? Why? Is laying on a poofin pillow. Poofin pillow. Poofin.com. Poofin.com. You know another way? What's that? Getting your house repainted by Avid. Avidco.net. A-V-I-D-C-O.net. They're running a special right now. Do you know that? What's the special? I don't know. I I don't think they are. I just like saying that. But you know what? I bet they would give people a discount if... They mentioned ZenParentingRadio.com. I bet they would. 6309561800. And so that leads us into our our favorite favorite thing of the week. Week. Sponsored Sponsored by... by You're just mimicking whatever I say. <laughs> Sponsored by Poofin.com and, and AvidCo.net. Wow, um, that was really cheesy. Well, yeah, that's all right. We're okay. all about the cheese, but we are not Packers fans. Okay. Um, what is your favorite thing? Well, my favorite thing actually was something that my friend Manisha told me about probably a year ago, and I didn't end up doing it, and I just did it the other day, and I love it. It's an application, mm-hmm. so it's you got to download this app. It's called Gratitude Journal, mm-hmm. and it's this cute little Buddha guy uh, with his third eye. Mm-hmm. And you, so, it just go, you know, just search gratitude, right. and you'll find it. And it's so great because what you can do, it's an application where you can write down every day what you're grateful for, right. and then it keeps it, you know, keeps it, it journaled, and you get a good quote every day from someone who has wisdom to share, mm-hmm. and you can rate your day, right. and then it shows you what your good days were and what your favorite things were, and it's just this great place to keep all these things you're grateful for and i'm just having a ball with it and like i said manisha told me about it a long time ago but i just finally downloaded it and it's awesome well and you're a big writer um i'm not so i actually just downloaded the app today and i think i'm going to try it out oh good i'm glad and it's it's cute isn't it that little guy mm-hmm. and but it but um thrifty wasn't very happy 99 because it was cents. 99 cents yikes that's He's two like, bucks that's a lot of brewskis two bucks that's one buck a buck for me and a buck for you oh for it's a lot of it's a lot of brewskis yeah i know um 
and I don't want to. I don't want you to say your uh, least favorite thing, even though I know we have one. Right. Instead, I want you to push your presentations. Oh well, how about my books? Okay. Okay, because I haven't talked about my books in a long time. Because sometimes people say, "Oh, you wrote a book," and I'm like, "Yes, mm-hmm. I did." Two of them. Uh, the self-aware parent and the self-aware parent two. Um, get both of them. Yeah. I think they're both good. I think they're really um, good. But anyway, you can get them from my website, kathycadams.com. Um, you can get them uh, from amazon.com. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can also get, if you have a new mom or you're going to a baby shower, you can actually get a baby gift set right. of both books with a journal and a little teddy bear. Or if you want both books right now, it's only 20 bucks on my website. Cheap, cheap. It's a good, um, it's a good deal for the two books. And then the presentations are just that... Um, Sometimes it, it's a bunch of ladies showing up to talk about parenting but we've also done it where it's couples we have and we go to your house Mm -hmm. so if you live in the chicago land area you steal all your food (laughs) we do and drink a few glasses of wine yeah that loosens everybody it does it's fun um but you just get your friends over we come over we talk we have a good discussion and then we leave yeah and so you know it's just an easy way to get you know the people that you really trust and want to be with and have a good group discussion about parenting so um so what we're going to talk about that thing that wasn't really our favorite yeah no i don't want to i don't want to do that i think we're done really yeah but people were leaving them hanging i know next week that we saw a movie that we were really excited to see and it sucked it didn't we didn't like it no, but we did tr- like tree of life tree of life that we right. saw a couple weeks ago so if you haven't seen tree of life you got to see that that's right so I, I think we're done okay honey. this is todd adams we'll catch you guys next week and this is kathy adams mm-hmm.